Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, this is Legally Sound Smart Business. My name is Nasser Pasha. And my name is Matt Staub. And this is the business podcast where we cover business in the news and give our legal twists and also answer some of your business legal questions that you submit the listener to ask at Legally Sound Smart Business. You know, I think I said business in that last 30 seconds about 50,000 times. (laughs) It'd be some sort of record, probably. I'm pretty sure. Call Guinness. All right, well... Let's see. We have a story here. We do. Let's listen. <laughs> yeah. What do we have? And I don't know. You're, you're going to have to help me out with this one because I don't eat sweets. I don't eat desserts. That's true. It's, it's a cupcake-based story. So this is company... What's it? Crumbs is what it's called. But it speaks more to fads. And so this company, Crumbs Bake Shop, they actually went public back in 2011 because I guess I, you know, I was during the, the cupcake craze, apparently. And their stock, I think, started in the mid-teens, and now it's below 50 cents. Uh. And I said cupcake craze because that's kind of what it was. And I'm sure you've seen it's in a bunch of cities. There's cupcake shops that pop up and have become pretty popular, or at least they were popular. And who knows whether they're popular now. Like To me, it's the like juicing is really popular right now. There's a lot of juice places popping up. And I, we have talked about this before, like the food trucks, that was a big craze, that was a fad. But this is what I'm getting to is, if your business is a fad, what do you do when it's not a fad anymore? You have to recognize whether it is a fad or not. And if it is, then I'd exit as quick as possible. Yeah. And I wonder if uh, these founders of Crumbs, is it Crumbs or Crumb? I haven't even heard of them, by the way. I've been to a number of cupcake places. <laughs> In my time, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I have been been there once in a while with family and so forth. And doesn't your Twitter handle say "cupcake connoisseur" on it? <laughs> well, that's true. I do test taste for a number of cupcake companies, but like I said, I've got tired of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder if Crumbs uh, after their IPO, which just boggles my mind that it actually you know found a firm that was willing to back such an IPO right. for a. But anyway, I wonder if these founders actually were able to just uh, exit out of it or did they lose money? I, I bet you they got a piece of it and had a successful business. And I think it's time for them to get out because fads are okay. If you're in business and your product becomes really popular and you think it may go out later, that's not a big deal. But if your product is easily to be copied and done by anyone else, then then that's a problem in itself. I mean, a lot of these cupcake guys, I mean, how many people did we know? And unfortunately, I knew a lot that were all of a sudden selling cupcakes out of the house, you know, and selling them to their neighbors and so forth. And then they want to open up a shop and, you know, I'm sure they're all the cupcakes are good, but frankly, the difference between the greatest cupcake and a good cupcake is just not there. Yeah. Like I said, this is a tough topic for me because I don't even eat cupcakes. I don't know if there's a big difference. It's the same thing of those yogurt shops. You mentioned those yogurt shops, right? Well, don't say that in front of my wife because she will strongly disagree with you uh, that there is a big difference between those. So No, no, there's not. In fact, I've had friends that I've actually invested and gotten into in the industry and I've made my opinions very clear about it. But first of all, yogurt shops were a huge thing. It's not that they're not anymore, but how many of those, anyone in the commercial real estate space knows how many of those shops closed down and how many of those shops are now available for rent? All throughout Southern California is is probably the most prominent and these yogurt franchises went like crazy. But you're saying your wife still goes to them? or 
Uh, she's dialed it back a little bit. When we lived in Northern California, specifically Sacramento, there was a ton of spots. She frequented many of different ones. She had her list of favorite ones. So to her, there is a big difference. And I guess to some people, there's going to be a big difference of cupcakes too, I suppose. But I'm pretty surprised too that this company went public. I'm looking at their menu now. It's, you know, they have some cupcakes. It looks like some other sweets and some, you know, coffee drinks, things like that. That's it. And there's a lot of different yeah. locations. It looks like it started on the East Coast, but yeah, this is tough. But I think they did change the landscape, though, is the idea of having these boutique places that just sell one thing. And they have a nice artsy kind of atmosphere, kind of modern design. So I don't think that's a fad. But whether it's cupcakes or hot dogs or peanuts or whatever they're selling, I think the point is find a product that you do well and make it unique and just focus on that. I think that's cool. But scaling up to a huge industry where all you sell is cupcakes or peanuts or whatever, I think it's just too limiting for a business idea for scaling your business. And you touched on this a little bit, but the smart people are the ones that see this trend Kind of, or the fad before it happens, or maybe at the early stages, an early adopter. Yeah. Get in really quick and then get exit before it kind of goes downhill. You know, those people are the ones, they've probably done it with a bunch of different businesses. It's just seeing the market, seeing the landscape and playing the field, I suppose. I think that's what people would say about my style. I mean, my fashion, I tend to be an early adopter <laughs> and before it becomes a fad and I kind of <laughs> ride that cycle up and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, for those those of you that know me, I think everyone would agree. Yeah, that's the first thing I ever noticed about you. <laughs> All right, let's get to our question of the day. Back to San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Here we are. Another food-related question. Well, food company. I don't have the money to pay for certain services. Can I trade my products for other company services? And this comes from an organic food company in San Diego. You know what? I think every company that's starting out has done something like this. I mean, I know I have when I think we've talked about this, providing our legal services in the beginning when we first started out for other business services or products. And I don't know, it was a kind of a fun bargain exchange. And it's something that I think is pretty common when you're first starting out. Yeah, definitely. I You've done it. I've done it. A lot of companies at the beginning have done it and people, you find the right connections. It's just a smart move because, you know, you're getting something out of it. You're just doing your craft. So you're, you're not giving up too much. I, I guess this question is product based. So they're actually definitely having some sort of physical expense. I mean, for us, if it's a service, it's just opportunity cost, but. If you're giving up yeah. a product, you do have some money, but it's still a good idea if, as long as it makes sense financially. Yeah, that's true. The, there is that if they're a product, there are hard costs involved. I think I did it when I was getting married. I did a deal for our favors because I got these nice wooden boxes from overseas that were carved nicely and we put some stuff in it or, or whatever. And I don't remember how much it would have cost, but I just did some kind of entity formation. But you know, the hard thing is though, how do you handle the taxes with that? You know, you're the tax guy. How do you tackle that issue? And that's the question that I would say 90% plus don't even consider. From a tax perspective, how the IRS views it is, I think they label it as bartering. And you know, it is still taxable, but I can't say that I know too many people that fall. And obviously, all right, first disclaimer, anything that's income needs to be claimed as income and it needs to be taxed. But I don't think a lot of people even consider this income when they do it. So I'm guessing they probably don't claim this as income. And if, if you're trading a service for a service, you know it's kind of hard to track. Yeah. How do you value that and so forth? And 
that's when you uh, bother your CPA or tax preparer and say, I have an issue for you. Can you look this up? Because I think there's even people that participate in those like bartering programs, right? Where people are just getting together and it's just in some kind of exchange. I've never joined one myself, but I think that's pretty common for small businesses as well, because it's a good way to get your services and have a kind of an organized fashion to do that. But what's interesting, the IRS even has a particular form for those exchanges for those guys to file, probably to report some of those transactions. And I think any CPA that we would ask would say, you need to do that. But CPAs always give advice and people don't necessarily follow it. So (laughs) Well, that goes with everything, especially lawyers as well. I mean, I discuss tax things with people pretty frequently and people always ask ridiculous questions. I'll say, all right, look, you always need to pay tax on anything that's income. That's always the first thing I tell them. And at the end, what I say is, you know, what you choose to do, because I'm not preparing tax returns. And so I say, what you choose to do is your choice, but I'm going to tell you, you need to pay tax on it. And it's up to them whether they actually do it. But to answer your questions, you can but it just might be an issue with when it comes to tax time to figuring that out. I think we agree though. It's a good idea in general just because most likely you're, what you're going to get is going to be in theory at a discount of what you might pay. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> no, absolutely. But also how you value it and so forth. I think it makes it kind of fun because a lot of times people aren't using hard cash to get that. And I think you can really determine how people value your services by what they're willing to give you for it. Yeah, that's true. That's another good point. Okay, that's our episode of Legally Sound Smart Business. Let's see. I think we told them where they can send their questions in, but if you forgot and didn't write it down like I told you to, it's ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. Most people listen to the podcast with a pen in hand. (laughs) Well, yeah, you got to take notes during this thing, because otherwise, how are you going to know if we made any mistakes if you're not going to take notes and research it (laughs) Just the fact that someone's either listening to this on their phone, tablet, or PC would mean they probably should just go to their email to do it instead of writing it down. But that's all right. Some people like the pen version, but since it is Friday, we should also have people... Friday's the best day to give iTunes reviews. Yeah, I've heard that before. It cleanses your soul and helps with uh, digestion (laughs) and makes you have a good weekend as well. Read an article about that. Yeah, so if you have a minute, check out our podcast on iTunes and leave a nice little review. Leave a few words. Tell us about how you like the show. I've been reading through the reviews. There's some nice ones on there, some good stuff people have said. Oh, cool. What about the bad ones? Have you read those yet? Uh, No, there aren't aren't any bad ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a different show I was reading. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us and have a good day. Yep. Keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.